How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Guys, it's Tuesday night. It's our favorite night of the week. Welcome to episode number... 32. Episode 32 of How About That Cigar Live. Thanks so much for joining us on Facebook. If you're watching right now, we appreciate your time. If you're watching later on on our YouTube channel, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to watch the show. And especially to those of you who are listening on the audio podcast channel, thanks so much for listening to us while you work out or drive down the road or whatever it is you do while you listen to your podcasts. Um, This evening, as always, is brought to you by Drew Estate Cigars. Uh, we uh, We are traveling right now. The Drew Estate Studios have moved temporarily to uh, Sodi's Cigar and Pipe, and uh, we want to talk to you a little bit about the Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve Barrel Fermented. This cigar is a long filler premium cigar rolled in limited quantities at La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate in Esteli, Nicaragua. Deep barrel fermentation is the key process that makes this expression vastly different from anything on the market. Hand-selected leaves from Kentucky are packed into small torquettes, which are then loaded strategically into oak bourbon barrels. Water is then added while immense pressure is added to the torquettes with railroad jacks. The tobacco is removed two to three times per year, shaken out, then repacked. The total process of fermentation takes 12 to 18 months, leaving a truly unique flavor profile and aroma. The Pappy Van Winkle's Family Reserve Barrel Fermented is now available at brick-and-mortar Drew Diplomat Retailers. Thanks again so much to Drew Estate for being the sponsor of How About That Cigar Live. Garrett. Boom. What a week, man. uh, It has been a a great week. Uh, Real quick, I want to show people. uh, Matt and I are both smoking the Perdomo 12-year Vintage Connecticut. Yes. Recommended uh, last week by Eric Gatormson from Cigar Dojo. Yep. And he did not steer us wrong. I have been nailing this cigar. Matt has uh, been running a few little errands around as uh, we've been getting ready, so he hasn't gotten into it as much as I have. But I can tell you this cigar is tasty. Yeah, yeah, it's legit. It's it's smooth. It's it's got flavor. It's got smoothness, and it's no slouch. And you really do get a little hint of that sort of barrel. Yeah, you know, uh, barrel age thing going, which I dig. I dig yeah, that absolutely. Um, for those of you who are watching right now, thanks. I see a few viewers on there already. Yeah. Um, don't hesitate. Post your questions. Tell us what you're smoking and drinking this evening. Um, so this evening we are traveling a little bit to. Uh, to Sodi Cigar and Pipe, uh, near, we'll say Stillwater, Minnesota. And, you know, one of the things that we've talked about so much on the show before, we've talked about in articles on our website, is we want to really showcase the cigar culture out there in the world. We want to tell people what's going on in the cigar world, you know, because there's so much to it. You know, social media is great. It's a big thing that's really, you know, taken hold in, in everything that we do now. And, and it's a great way to learn more about different cigars on the market and, and things like that. But... It's really important to get out there in your communities and find the places where you can go and buy a cigar, buy a box of cigars, sit down with friends and smoke, get to know people, get to know the people in your community. So, you know, that's one of the reasons we want to get around, you know, to all the places we can and learn about the people who are running these cigar shops and things like that. So we're very grateful to be broadcasting live from this shop tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk to some of, the, uh, some of the owners and managers and people who help make this place run. Uh, all the time, but Garrett, this week, um, you know, both our teams did well. NFL yeah. teams, 
Vikings did well. Packers did well. Yep. Um, and World Series Game Six is live right now. And uh, last I saw, Astros were were up on the Nats. And I'll double check that, and that is still the case. And you know, uh, for me, there's a, uh, I don't know, there's, uh, I just want the Nats to win. Um, we've got yeah. some former Twins on the team. Um, you know, the the history of the Twins started um, as you know the DC team. So, um, yeah, I'm yeah. pulling for the Nats, and it's kind of a um, winner. Win or go home. Yeah, from a sentimental standpoint, just because, you know, the if you go back to, you know, the Washington Senators, you know, that's really where, you know, where Minnesota baseball came from. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I I was very surprised to see them come out, you know, to a 2 to nothing lead in the series. But then I wasn't surprised at all to see the Astros come back. They're a very strong team. And, you know, to see them come back like they did, um, you know, not surprised at all, and they're they're a great they're a great baseball team. Um, so, um, in the comments, if you guys want to let us know some of your favorite spots that you like to hit up, your brick and mortars, your um, you know maybe you got a club on uh, Facebook and you guys meet up, and uh, let us know what you do for yeah. your local cigar culture. We, we want to hear that and uh, talk about that, and maybe it'll inspire us to come visit or uh, check out what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, we, we talk a lot also about the, uh, the Facebook group that we're a part of, Minnesota Herf Connection. Woop woop. Uh, and we, you know, we put it out there just because we're, um, you know, we try to be as active as possible in, in that community and you know, put it out there. We've got some members of MHC here this evening, so thanks, guys, for joining us live in the in the shop this evening um and for you guys who are wherever you live i don't care what state you live in what city you live in uh, chances are strong that you've got a cigar shop near you um and yes you can go online you can buy your cigars but there's there is something completely different there is such a better experience when you actually go into a shop get to know somebody shake their hands learn about the cigars they have in their humidor you know, you can you can really learn what it is to, you know, the, the, there's so much that goes into these products, and we've talked about this before too. There's so much that goes into these little. I mean, the fact is, yeah, it's just a rolled up tube of tobacco leaves, but there's so much love and care that goes into making these things, and to be able to, you know, to sit down and talk with people in your local community, and um, you can talk about anything. You can talk about how the cigars are made. You can talk about the game. You can talk about whatever TV show you know you're binge watching lately. Um, you know, that's just one of those one of those things that you get to do when you don't isolate yourself in your house on Facebook. You know, thanks for watching, but get out there in your communities and get into the cigar shops and, and you know find out what's going on out there. Um, hey, Luke, come over, come over and join us. Um, so when we first uh, when we first came here. Um, we wanted to, you know, learn about the people who make this place run. Um, so, Luke, I'm going to try to say your last name right. Is it Sodergren? Sodergren. Sodergren. Right. All right. I said it right. So, so uh, Luke, tell us about how, how Sodi's got its start here in this location and um, what it's been like since the doors first opened. Yeah, sure. First of all, thanks for being here. We're really happy to have you yeah. guys here. 
Um, it's been kind of a long process uh, getting started here. So we, uh, my father actually owns uh, in his semi-retired state a small shop up in Osceola, and uh, it's been kind of a dream of ours to open a larger one together um, that we have a lounge in. And so about two years ago, we started the process. We tried to actually put one downtown Stillwater. Had a bit of a kerfuffle with the, with the uh, with the city council there. They weren't too interested in having a cigar shop downtown. So uh, we started looking elsewhere. We kind of looked at a bunch of different places. And technically, we're in, we're in Oak Park Heights here, and they uh, opened us up with 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 open arms and and, and let us come in. So yeah. we opened up April one, um, and it's been just a, just a fantastic uh, fantastic experience. Our goal was a. Uh, this is this is not our main thing. This is a hobby for us. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's an expensive hobby. And it's been a big <laughs> investment for us, but we wanted to build something that was a place where we would want to come. So we really focused yeah. on the, the amenities and a great ventilation system, a big humidor, and, a, and just creating a great a great cigar um, experience for the customer. So it's been been well received, and we're yeah we're having a great time doing it. Would I be right to say <laughs> your father was a big part of your cigar genesis story? Um, <clears throat> It's a it's a fair question. It'd actually be the other way around. Would it really? Yeah. I love it. It's, it's, it's funny you said that too, because tonight actually the first time uh, my my dad smoked his first pipe, and I'm not a I'm more of a cigar than a pipe guy, but I, I I've been getting trying to get more into pipes, and uh, so we used to smoke pipes the first time, and I we actually just put a picture up on the Facebook page not long ago, <laughs> um, you know, uh, son son showing father, but no, I uh, I got into cigars when I was I was. You know, about thirteen. No, when I was eight, 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 eighteen or nineteen, and uh, and and yeah, he kind of got into it. And I would definitely say he probably smokes more cigars than I do now, but he probably has a bit more free time in his hands than I do as well. So, yeah, uh, it's not 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 the typical uh, story there. Yeah, love it though. What? So when one of the first things you probably think about is what are we going to put in the in the humidor? What are sure. we going to? What product are we going to sell? What what kind of helped you make the decisions of what cigars you wanted to put on the shelf in your walk-in? Sure. So we we had the idea right from the start of being a mix of the big brands. You know, the, the we we went right down the, the top sellers list. So we were looking at Padron, we were looking at Fuente, we were looking at Ashtray and Perdomo and Drew Estate. Um, so we wanted to get all all the the big brands in there, but the we staples. also want to have a, yeah the yep. staples exactly. But we also wanted to have a lot of the. Uh, the boutique stuff, you know, the warps and the southern draws, and the, um, you know, there's yeah, the Ventura cigar. Yeah. And mm-hmm. whole, you know, there's so many of them. So um, it was a process. We started off our first, our first uh, uh, shout out to Sam from Ashton. Our, our first, our first meeting we held uh, was with Ashton Cigars and brought in a ton of their stuff, and it's just been moved great for us. And we just kind of worked our way down the list. So it was a bit interesting because we. We had we only had so much room, and we only finished half our humidor to start off with. So we were trying to estimate how many facings we'd have, and so we were taking meetings and going, "Well, we have room for 150 facings, maybe." And then and then you and you're going, "Well, how are we going to figure this out?" And yeah, and so we ended up getting there, going, "Well, we bought a lot more than 150 facings of cigars here, so how are we going to do this?" So we started buying more shelves, and we started to space them closer together, and. I'm not sure what our last count is in there, but we probably have well over three or four hundred facings in there now. Well, I mean, maybe not that many. We have we have a lot more than we anticipated, though. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it was it was an interesting process. So we've just started really buying a lot more pipe stuff too. So we were okay. definitely more more cigar heavy. We started off with and a, a lot more pipe stuff now and, and more coming. Are you seeing that there's that people are receptive to? Because uh, I've seen a lot of 
sort of a renaissance of, of pipes in the yeah. last few years. Are you seeing a good reception of that? We're finding the, the more stuff we bring in, the more pipe guys we have coming. Yeah. Um, we uh, just, uh, the, great, uh, the Great Northern Pipe Club, I think they're called, a big group, kind of like the Minnesota Herf. I didn't know they existed. Um, they, they sought us out, a, c- a couple members stopped by, and they had a, a, a big gathering here. They have a, uh, the first, third Saturday, I think, of every month, and they were here last uh, a couple Saturdays ago. I didn't even know they were here. I, I, I've been on vacation. I came in. I was with about 30 guys in here smoking pipes. I was going, sweet, what's going on here? Yeah. And uh, now they're coming back next month. And so uh, it's, it's, there's been more and more people coming in. And so you see more guys smoking pipes. We one day, we are just a random day, we had three, four guys in here smoking pipes, and only one guy smoked a cigar. So yeah. it, was, it was great to see. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, it's a, it's a business. So as much as you like having, you know, your staples or what you like or what you see, if it's not moving, Absolutely. you know, it's, it's got to kind of take a back seat. You know, when we were at IPCPR this past year, uh, we saw Michael Herklotz uh, speak. Yep. And um, he, he's, he's a, obviously, as you would know who he is, he's a phenomenally um, well-respected and yeah. knowledgeable person in the industry. And he has a lot of great things to say. And one of the things that really resonated with us, especially with just being open, was uh, that at, when you go to the Nat Sherman Townhouse, they're a retail store first in a lounge second. And so, and that's, I wouldn't say that we're 100% on with that. I mean, we want people to use our lounge, but at the end of the day, you don't you don't see the return um, with guy coming in and buying one cigar and sitting in the lounge. I mean, yeah. that's, that's great, and that's an amenity. We want to provide that because we want to be an all-around, you know, experienced kid and the customer, but yeah. we're definitely a, a retail-focused place with, with a great sampling room to be able to come in and watch the wild game and yeah. talk to your friends and play poker and that kind of stuff too. So, yeah. Yeah. So actually there's a, we got a viewer question. That's, that's sure. kind of a great question here. I'm going to put it up on screen. Yep. So Haley wants to know, she says, I've got a question. I found a cigar sitting on my desk that I bought about a year ago. Is that still okay to smoke or do I need to do something with it first? That's a great question. And it's a common question. It, it is. is a common question. So, Luke, I'm going to let you hit that one first. Well, I will. Uh, I'll preface this by saying I am not a tobacconist, and I I'll, I am a more of a hobbyist than I am a professional in this. Um, it, it depends. It's going to take some rehab for sure. Um, it wouldn't be one you would probably try and smoke right now. It, it's going to be real, real, real dry. So you're going to want to introduce humidity back into that very slowly. Yeah. Um, I would say maybe starting off with like a, you know they make boba packs out there that are. Um, shout out to Ram Gagne. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, they uh, they make they make d- different humidification things out there. Maybe starting that a, l- a little lower, around sixty percent, then kind of bringing it up. Yeah. Um, in 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 a controlled environment to bring that back up to the sixty-eight to seventy-two or where you want to be at. Yeah. But it's going to take a little while. I don't know. It won't take a year, but certainly it'll 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 take. It won't be it won't be smokable in a, in a few days. I would imagine. Yeah. So. No, that's 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 exactly what I was going to say. It's yeah. It. it It'll probably be okay, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna be okay. My, you know, uh, within a couple of weeks, you know, my advice would be as long as you don't see a bunch of cracks and um, you know, but if it's in cellophane, if it's got a bunch of you know loose stuff shaking out in there, um, that would be my first you know kind of test to see is this even worth saving? Is this gonna make it? If the if the wrapper's all cracked and, and everything, it's it's just not gonna come back to life. Yeah, it might not it might not smoke if it's broken apart, but if it's if it's still intact, if it still looks good. Like you know, like Luke said, put it put it in a container with a bovita pack for three to six months. Yep, yep. it should come back. Yep. yep. Yeah. 
Um, so with the brands that you have here, you know, like you said, you wanted to have a mix of big brands, boutique brands. Um, what have you seen move in the humidor that, that first of all, the stuff that moved that you expected to move, yeah. and secondly, the stuff that moved that even surprised you? Yeah, that that um, we expected to move. We do really well with all the Altus products. Yeah, the Romeo and Juliets, the Monte Cristos, uh, the H Upmans, all that. That then was really well for us, that, and that, that's a staple in most people's humidors. And we, we we can't keep that in stock. I mean, I mean, we we, we go through a lot of that. Um, you know, we go through a lot of Ashton. We go through a lot of Perdomo. We go through a lot of um, Drew Estate. Uh, I think the one the biggest surprise for us, and I had, I had never smoked it before, but uh, the La Felina Rosado. Mm. Um, I would I I throw a, a throw down to any any cigar uh, lounge in the country that sells sells more Lapolina Rosados than we do. Yeah. Um, we we go through. I bet we've got through 50, 60 boxes, maybe if not eighty in the last six, six months. We just sell through those things like crazy. We can't we can't we buying twenty five boxes at a time. It's like yeah. every month. Um, uh, Drew Estate, uh, that Deadwood Tobacco Fat Bottom Betty, tons <laughs> and tons and tons and tons of those. I think that's where we have fifteen, twenty boxes coming in a week of those things right now. Um, we sold a lot of the uh, uh, the cigar of the year last year, the the uh, EP Carrillo, the Encore. Um, that's been a huge seller for us too. Yeah, um, and a lot of it is shelf talk too. You know, if not, not every cigar customer is super knowledgeable. The guys come in, they know exactly what they're looking for. They don't need help. They all heard about that. I've heard about that. Some guys, some people come in and they don't they don't know what they're looking for. And yeah. Some some companies do a great job putting really good shelf talk out there, right? There's our accolades. Here's the strength profile. Here's the flavor profile. Here's you know what you can expect with it, and 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 that stuff really does a good a good job selling too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard kind of mixed things from different uh, you know some of the people we've been able to interview. A little bit of mixed things like the, some companies use shelf talkers and they get a lot of mileage out of them. They really they really do help. And other companies that that kind of swear by not having them that you know they do well without them so i and i think your humidor the way that your humidor is laid out um is actually perfect for shelf talkers you know because the angle of your shelves and everything like that it's perfect for that and it's um it really another thing that it, it does that i love is it shows off the artwork you know, mm-hmm. on the, because yes. c- cigar artwork is some of the most oh, beautiful awesome. yeah. and, you know, the boxes and the bands and all that. And that's one of the things with, you know, there's all the the things going on with the FDA. And, and, and one of the things that's kind of in flux right now, uh, as far as one of the lawsuits goes, is um, the, for the premium cigar industry going against the FDA is trying to get them to drop the whole plain packaging thing like they have over in Australia. Yep. Everything's plain white boxes, yep. you know, and all that. And getting rid of that artwork would just be tragic, in my opinion. Well, yeah. I mean, yep. and I, I talk a lot about um, the parallels between the wine industry and the cigar industry, too, because it's, it's small it's small families yeah. you know, that own these companies. It's so many hands that it's, you know, it's really, it, it's a farming process. Yeah. And with, especially with the boxes, too, it's them, it's, they're putting their own personality, their own stamp on it. And you know, and trying to create a, a great package for the customer, and uh, it's it's yeah, that would not be that would not be a good thing. Um, let me find one of my other questions here. Um, so you yourself, as a as a cigar smoker, you know, you're the one who got into it, and then you got your dad into it. What are some of the brands that you remember starting with? Uh, so my, f- my first cigar, I know very specifically, I remember it. I, uh, I was out at a boarding school in Michigan, and out at Traverse City. 
and uh, oh, it's just outside of Traverse City. I don't know if the shop is still there. I don't know what it was called, but it was a nice, it was a really great cigar shop downtown Traverse City, and uh, it was in Ashton Monarch in a tube. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, nice. I, th- I, th- I think in yeah, it was a uh, it was a, a great cigar, and I don't think we actually carry those here. I'd have to go look. I can't remember every single thing we carry here. Yeah. Um, but I remember that being the first cigar, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. from there, I remember us having some Romeo and Juliets and. You know, on uh, mostly two of I started off with. I'm not exactly sure why. Uh, yeah. But um, it just kind of grew from there. So I've always had a, an affinity for for Ashton. I've grown into really enjoying Drew Estate a lot too. Okay. Yeah. And is that is is that you know as far as you started with the Ashton and now what are some of the brands that that you find yourself you know bringing with you when you when you go to the golf course or wherever you go to smoke. Um, well, I, I smoke a lot of uh, Southern Draw. That's yeah. been a new thing for me, and uh, I really, really enjoy Southern Draw. I've really been mm-hmm. really um, interested in lately in the Archetype. I've, I've, I think yes. their stuff's awesome. I, I'm smoking Archetype right now. They're their new Chapter 3, Donna Destiny, um, and that's, that's, been, that's really good stuff. Yeah. Um, otherwise, um, you know, I've, I've been trying to – honestly, I've been – because we're in the cigar business, I have a humidor full of – probably 2,000 cigars at home. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's, it's, I don't smoke them hardly anymore. Cause we get so many samples. Yeah. And there's so many things to be, <laughs> to be, to be smoking through and trying. And do we want to bring this in? Like, you got to be able to talk to your customer. And I'm not a professional. I'm more of a hobbyist than I would say I'm a tobacconist. So I'm not great when it comes to talking all the flavor profiles. And if we like this Nicaraguan and this strength profile, you would love this. And I'm still working on that, but at yeah. least being able to smoke through the humidor and try those things. So at this point it's, I, I grab a handful of things I haven't smoked yet and trying this and trying that. And uh, so if I, if, if, if I really um, try and grab things that I have smoked, Padrones, Southern Draws, uh, I've been, like I said, I've been smoking a lot of uh, archetypes lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, some, some of the staples. Uh, the one that you guys are smoking right now is um, are really good. And the one, the one on the table you have there, too, the, uh, the new Alma de Fuego, the yeah. Sencia. Yeah, it's great. Huge fan of that. I mean, you were talking about artwork uh, earlier. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if you've seen the box or not on those, too, but the boxes actually the, come with an ashtray yeah. attached to it. A four, uh, oh, it does. A, a four-cigar ashtray on there that comes with the box. It's really cool. It's all painted in red and metal, metal inserts. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That was a really smart idea of them to put, you know, be, just build an ashtray right yeah. into the box. It's cool. Um, and it looks awesome yeah. with that metal in there. It looks great. Yep. Um, so what do you think are some of the things that you're hoping? I mean, you obviously want business to grow. You want to thrive. What are some of the things that you're hoping to see from the business as you go forward into your second year, your third year, and beyond? In terms of just what this business looks like? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, it's a great question. We, we, I mean, we still have plans on adding a few things in here um, in terms of aesthetic. And you know, we talked about putting a kind of a three-season patio out, out the side of the building here. We've already, already talked to the building owner about that and putting some new shelves and getting a few more TVs, some of that kind of stuff. But for the most part in here, um, you know, we've, we've done almost everything we, we've wanted to do in here so so far. I think right now our, our biggest goal is just increasing our, our, our customer base. Yeah. Um, especially with the regulations around marketing on social media and Google, we can't pay to advertise. And I own right. a, a couple staffing companies outside of here, and the biggest thing, the biggest way to market right now is social media. Yeah. So we're, we have our both hands and both feet tied behind our back in, in the marketing piece. So we've been really trying to focus on how we can acquire new customers. Because all the feedback we get is someone comes in here, Love the shop. They keep returning. We've never we've had anything other than a five star review 
everywhere. Yeah. It's just trying to get new customers because right. you know when you get a customer, they're not coming in every single day. It's they come in and some do. Yeah. Um, you know, some some we can't kick out of here. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at a few people over there yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, for the most part, that's that's our that's our biggest goal right now is yeah. how can we acquire customers and trying to get creative with it. And that it, it's. It's fun and, yeah. and use creativity like that. It's also stressful because you're going, what the heck are we going to do for this too? So it's, right. you know, trying to partner with, with, with our local communities and that kind of stuff. So that's, that's really our, our, our biggest goal. We definitely have uh, um, interest in, in growing the shop. And yeah. I don't know if you want to move locations. I mean, certainly we would love to have more space and a bigger humidor and more lounge seating. And, um, but I, that's, that's a ways off. With the amount of money we've invested right now in this place, I'm kind of going, I don't know how that looks. That, that's... <laughs> Makes me a little even terrified to even think about that, um, but uh, yeah, that's we we do a bigger plans for sure. Yeah, to grill here. Yeah, awesome. It's a good spot, you know, and and it's mm-hmm. it's uh, the location is great, uh, the layout's great, and um, I'm I'm excited, you know, to see this place grow in the community, you know. So yep. Um, we. we wish you guys all the best. Thank you very much. Um, we'd like we'd love to get Scott in here. Yeah, absolutely. So, Scott, come switch places with your son here. Thanks, Luke. Thank you, Thank Luke. You guys. Hey, guys. How's hey, it going, Scott? Going really good. How about you? Good. Fantastic. Come on, yeah, uh, come on over so we little, get you on camera. We can see you. comfy. There you go. All right. Is that better? Yeah. Well, and I see you got the Desert Rose there. I got the Desert Rose Corona, and... Uh, as Luke mentioned, we were at the cigar convention last year. We met the people who formed the company, and they're just, they're just great people. He was a Navy SEAL. Yep. And they, their story is so great because they have one cigar called 300 Hands. Yeah. Which yeah. Is what it takes to, just had it last they're night. all handmade, planted, rolled, picked, you know, everything. And they uh, give a portion of their cigars back to the people in Nicaragua who are making and rolling them to give them a better way of life. And, uh, yeah. And they're really doing things for them. And then some of the cigars... Uh, they, the proceeds go to uh, a Navy SEAL, like, not a retirement fund. The, but founda- fund the Navy SEAL yeah. Foundation, yeah. And it's just so cool because uh, cigar people are so neat because it's almost all families. And they're just they're just regular people who enjoy cigars. And it's a natural, organic product. And uh, people enjoy it. And it's just the, the stories are just great about um, how companies came to be. And yeah. uh, we just love the whole the whole idea of it. Yeah, we were we were really lucky to be able to interview Robert and Sharon on the yeah. show a few months ago, and I, I got to know him a few years ago. A um, couple trips to IPCPR for myself, and um, they are some of the. I mean, cigar people are the best people, but yep. they are some of the best cigar people that you could ever hope to yep. meet. Yep. Really great people, and uh, we had a nice time talking to them. And they're very uh, generous and and uh, fun to talk to. And yeah. they love mm-hmm. cigars. They love talking cigars, and especially yep. their own, but just cigars in general. And uh, it's just fun to spend time with them. Yeah. Yeah, they're great people. So, Scott, uh, we talked a little bit before the show that you've had this little shop up in uh, Osceola. Osceola. Yep, yep. Um, and you've had that shop for how long? A little more than three years. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a kind of an accident until it started because uh, <laughs> I, uh, I uh, Luke and I have a different business, and Luke took more of an active role in it. We both couldn't be... Uh, running it so my wife said you need to do something to keep busy why don't you open a cigar shop up and i said well i like smoking cigars but i know zero about retail and zero about running a business so i found a spot in a great spot in osceola and uh, opened a shop up and just by trial and error figured out how to run a cigar shop and 
it's it's been quite a uh, chore and a challenge, but loved every minute of it. And uh, we have a great shop up there, and it's fun. And uh, we just we get a lot of tourism uh, business in the summer, yeah. And then uh, local people the rest the rest of the year, and uh, just a great spot. You meet a lot of people, and you get to know them and their families, and they all come in. And uh, there's a uh, Osceola does a um, a little special thing in November. <clears throat> it's called a Doe on the Go. And that's when the men are out deer hunting and the women come into town and uh, all the stores are open late and they buy stuff, so we always have special cigar things. So although many of them don't smoke cigars, some do, many of their husbands and boyfriends what and fathers do, so we always do a great job selling cigars and yeah. humidors and all the lighters and stuff, so it's a great time for people to come in because for a cigar person, nothing like better uh, than some cigar stuff yeah. uh, for a gift. Yeah. Well, no matter what it is, or a cigar, or a case to carry it in, or something, people always love cigar stuff. So it's a great, uh, great gift day. Is for anybody looking for the cigar smoker, pipe smoke in their life. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so your your story with Luke is a little different. You know, usually you hear about the the father. You know, when the when the son's old enough, the father passes the you know the torch <laughs> of the the love of fine cigars down to his son. Uh, but yours was a little different. Tell us about what that was like when, when uh, you know, you, obviously your son gets into premium cigars. And uh, what was that like when you first said, hey, let me try one of those or whatever, however yeah. it happened. When I remember the first cigar I smoked, it was a, a shorty, short story. Oh, okay. It was a short story. And, uh, a good way Luke, to start. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a great cigar. And Luke said, well, <clears throat> try one of these and see what you think. And it was, you know, they're kind of oddly shaped. Yeah. Have, yep. uh, I don't know that the Perfecto. Perfecto. Yeah, Yeah, it's a mini perfecto. Yeah, and it's a great cigar, and um, I really enjoyed it. I go, this is kind of fun. So so he sort of introduced me to cigars, and he said, well, try one of these and try one of those. And so I tried a wide range of cigars, and like most people, once you try a few, you develop a uh, taste profile, and they kind of go that way. But then there's so many cigars within that profile, i got to try them all, right, to see what you like better than the rest. So um, he kind of got me into it, and... um, and uh, now I'm uh, locked in like he is. We both bought humidors about four years ago for our home. There's a place in Texas that uh, uh, makes custom humidors. We just got one, and uh, mine's pretty full of, of cigars, too, including the kind you guys are smoking today, one of my favorites. Yeah. Those are great. Those Perdones are wonderful cigars. Yeah. Awesome. And then when you when you progressed from that and, and you said, okay, I'm going to start out. I'm going to open this little shop in Osceola. Yep. And then... When was it that you decided, okay, let's put together this other shop here? And, you know, you, first you looked at Stillwater. Stillwater didn't work out, so you came to Oak Park Heights. Tell yeah. us what that process was like where you guys sat down together and said, okay, let's let's put something together, you know, after the little shop was already up and yeah. running. Well, one of the things we want to do is be able to smoke. And in the state of Wisconsin, if you weren't uh, operating a smoking lounge in 2009, June 2009, when the law was passed, you, you can't smoke. In the state, so any place in Wisconsin where Osceola is, you can't you can't smoke. So we want to have a lounge where you can sit and have a cigar, relax. And we travel quite a bit, and we went to all the cigar shops in in the metro area in Minnesota here, and saw a lot of great things. We like Tobacco Grove, what a great shop! And so many have done yeah. a really really good job. So well, we want to do something cool like that where we could where we'd like to go and have a lounge and, and be able to smoke. So we looked at different places, and as Luke mentioned, we were kind of stymied in Stillwater, and um, uh, the Oak Park Heights this place came available, and we talked to the city council, and they said, "Yeah, we'd, we'd like some new business, and we, this is a great spot for you, and uh, we'll take care of whatever you need to take care of. Make sure we have 
proper ventilation and all that kind of stuff. And neighbors are, are excited about having it, which they were. And uh, we've got great neighbors here in this place. And, uh, and so we just we spent a lot of time figuring out how it was going to be laid out because there were no walls here. We had to build walls and yeah. how big is human are going to be and how many sticks do you want to carry and how big should the lounge be. And we try to, you know, if we had, how do we fit chairs in here and would this be big enough? You're just, yeah. you're, you're walking, you know, walking around in empty rooms. Would this be big enough or not? And then we finally said, well, let's, let's do it. Let's put up walls. And, uh, yeah. and there we go. So it's, uh, it's been a great labor of love. And then our wives helped do the decoration, the decor in here because they know more about that than we do. So, chairs and the rug and the table and stuff in here they've all kind of put together so uh we got to give a shout out to them for the work they yeah. did to oh, yeah. help make this place like it is and um we just really enjoy it because we want to again come to a place that, that we would like and one of the things that i like a lot about it and you don't see this as often in brick and mortar cigar shops but i really like the layout because and and we're going to put some stuff up on how about that cigar.com so you guys can really get a feel for what the shop looks like but I love the fact that when you when you come in through the entrance, you come into you know sort of the you know the greeting area. You've got yep. your point of sale area, yep. and, yep. and and then the the lounge that we're smoking in is is completely separate wall, yep. you know, with a separate doorway over on on the left side, and then the the walk in humidor is over on the right side, and then you've yep. got you know restrooms and and you know all that stuff. And I like the way that that's laid out because a lot of times. If you don't have the the lounge, the smoking area, cordoned off, then the the retail area because you have people, maybe a, a wife or a girlfriend, come in wants to yep. buy something, yep. and maybe doesn't want to walk into a room full of cigar smoke, but yep. still wants to get something for her husband or her boyfriend or whatever it is. And I really like that layout. Yeah, yeah. and thank you. And that was one of the things we wanted to make sure that we that we accomplished and did because um, we want to have a place that's basically free of smoke when you come in, humidor and the, the, the uh, retail area, so people could do exactly that. And that way the smoke could be confined to here, and you would put a pretty high-end uh, smoke removal system, so it's not too bad in here. You don't see clouds of smoke, even when there's That's 20 right. people here smoking. Yeah. It's just, there's no clouds of smoke, it just kind of goes up, so we're, we're uh, happy to have uh, been able to do that. Yeah, ventilation is great in here. Really enjoy it yeah. every minute I've been in here. Um, a great comment by uh, Phil, who is a uh, old school MHC guy, um, has said, uh, "Hi Luke, my buddy Mike just rented a box in your shop, and he loves it. So um, it's another amenity that you guys provide here is um, a uh, their own locker, their own box yep. that they can yep. keep cigars in. Yep. How how has that been for oh, you guys? Oh, really good. It's called the Sodis Club, and um, uh, there's a cost to have it uh, a lock here, but there's uh, 48 lockers. They're all humidified, so guys can keep their cigars. They get, they have a box of their own cigars, they, and the cigars you buy here, any cutters, lighters, whatnot, they can they can purchase here, uh, and they get a discount for that. And um, so more than half the lockers are sold. We expect to have almost most of them sold by the end of the year. And then they renew and they pay on a monthly, yearly basis. And it's just a handy thing because so many times a guy will rush in here and grab his key, whip his uh, locker open, grab a stick, sit down, and put his laptop up and get some work done and have a stick. And then out the door they go and stuff. Yeah. So it's really yeah. handy for them. And it's nice to be able to come in and uh, just have that access. Because 
many can't smoke at home, but they can smoke here and they can keep their stuff here, and it's just really handy for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've we've talked before about this on the show that, that whether it's you know um, whether it's owning a cigar company you know that that has a brand of cigars that they make at a certain factory in Nicaragua or Dominican Republic or whether it's owning a cigar shop. But we've never really had a chance to talk to a shop owner before about this particular question is, you know, as cigar smokers, we, we think to ourselves, man, owning a cigar shop would be so easy. It would be so great because you, <laughs> you could just sit around all day and smoke cigars for a living. I mean, that, how great would that be? So for the people out there who are thinking, you know, that it's just a cakewalk, give, give people a little bit, you know, of a, maybe a reality check about, you know, the, the fact that it's not all fun and games. Yeah, well, <laughs> starting up is tricky because you have to get the proper licenses from the state and from the local communities and uh, make sure you can uh, sell cigars. And uh, the thing that surprised me when I opened the doors, I was calling up cigar companies and say, hey, can you send me some cigars? They go, do you have license? I go, no. So we won't even talk to you until you have your license because yeah. you have to cover the, themselves in that regard. So, mm-hmm. so once you got license, then you can start doing that. But uh, many times there's a, a high number of minimum box you have to buy right off the bat. And my humidor in Oz Hill is not nearly the size of this one, so I couldn't buy in large quantities. So... I had to find other means of getting through different retailers and places who could get me deals and stuff so I could have the right number of cigars. And there's also really no standardization in the cigar industry. One company does things one way, one company (laughs) does another way, somebody does something else, and the way they build, the way they send, ship, everything's different. So, uh, which is, it's kind of neat because it's it's really a, a boutique industry. It's not a huge, there's no huge corporate Sponsors of huge corporate companies. They're just they're just small little organizations that are that are in love with making cigars and they they want to get them out on the shelves. So it's our job to to find uh, the right cigars and we really look at it as as curators. We want to get a wide range of different cigars that people like and things that people haven't smoked. Just a few minutes ago, when you're talking to Luca, a customer came in and he's been here before and uh, so what are you in the mood for? He goes, well, I'm going to get one of these and one of those, and then. Um, I said, have you tried this cigar? He goes, no, well, it was Cigar of the Year last year. I'll try one of those. So we always try to make a recommendation of something new for someone because it's easy to go back to something that you always have mm-hmm. and, and got accustomed to, but we'd like to give people a chance to try other things because there's so many different um, blends out there. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like winemaking where there's so many blends, and, and every cigar is different depending on where it's grown, where the different fillers and, uh, and binders and Rappers come from different countries, different areas of the country, and uh, there's an educational aspect. We try to, when people come in, to try to teach them, because many of our customers are not aficionados, let's say. Sure. They're guys who are just new to the the, the hobby, or they're they're somewhat experienced, and and, um, we just want to help them say, you know, here's what this cigar will taste like. It's kind of similar to this, but has a little more... A little more uh, spice to it, you know. Or mm-hmm. this is a really smooth uh, cigar. Or like when guys come in, they want to buy a box of cigars for their uh, bachelor party, and they say, what's your best cigar? I said, well, our best cigar might be more expensive, but here's some cigars that are really mild. That if a bunch of guys who aren't accustomed to smoking would probably enjoy smoking because they're real mild, and they wouldn't feel bad about maybe only smoking half it or something because it's not really expensive. So we try to make sure that the the experience for them is really good in every way possible. Yeah. And the more experiences that we can enhance with people, the more customers that we'll, we'll bring through the door. And as Luke mentioned, we're trying to grow that customer base as much as possible. Because once they're here and they see what we have and 
see our selection and our our lounge stuff. They're they're bound to come in and uh, and buy more and more things. Yeah. And um, for me, it's, it's fun in here just to watch people just enjoy it. But watch them smoke cigars. Kind of like watching golf swings. They're all different, right? Yeah. <laughs> no one's right. And none's wrong. It's just what works for them. And watch a guy smoke a cigar. Everybody, they hold it different. They smoke it different. You know. Yeah. And it's just fun to watch. And um, and people, I was working last Friday night, and a couple came in, and they go, oh, we've not been in before. They just finished supper down at Terra's, and they came in, and they sat and played cribbage. Each had a cigar, and just had a wonderful time. So we'll be back for sure, and we'll bring our friends. So we're just trying to create a nice environment and try to enhance our experience as much as possible. Yeah. That's awesome. So one of the things that we, that Garrett and I talked about in one of our early on shows was we talked about uh, here? I got a lighter for you. Yours going out. Um, one of the things we talked about was uh, some of the things that we encounter in different cigar shops. You know, and it's not just here in the Twin Cities area. You know, in Minnesota, it's you know places we've traveled around the country. Is you get different, you get a different vibe from from you know the people who run the place or manage it or own it or whatever it is, and. There, there's sort of a common question that you usually get asked when when you first walk into the humidor at a cigar shop, and and I commented on the show that it was that typically it's the wrong question, and I and I mentioned this to you when I came here for the first time was you asked the right question because typically what what they'll ask is when you get to a cigar shop you walk in the humidor somebody comes in and says hey how you doing today Let, can I help you out. What do you like to smoke? That's usually what they ask. And for me, uh, and, and a lot of people who are really into cigars, um, they like to smoke a lot of different kinds of things. We don't Some, have time to go through that list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. How much time do you have? So it could be, you know, I want something strong. I want something mild. I want something barrel-aged. I want something sun-grown, whatever it could be. You know, it's the same thing when you go into a restaurant. You know, it's... What do you like to eat? What do you like to eat? Well, I... Uh, food. Yes, the answer is All yes. All of the food. <laughs> and so when I came in, um, when I came in the shop, uh, you said, what are you in the mood to smoke today? And that, and I'm so grateful for that. That's mm-hmm. the right question, and I want more people who are running these cigar shops to, to ask that question. So what, what is it that you think when somebody walks in that humidor, because you, sometimes they're going to be new to cigars, sometimes they're going to be old hat, and they, you know, they, they've been smoking cigars for years. What are, you, what are you trying to get across to that customer? What do you want to get from them, and what do you want to give to them? as an experience well I guess I, I, I want to get from them it's, it's hard to tell how much knowledge they have about cigars so if I start talking about barrel age and this that they're gonna it's gonna go right over the head in many cases so I, I kind of try to want to find out what their experience has been like for example a guy might come in and say oh, I've heard that Nicaraguans are the best I go Nicaraguans are great they make more cigars than anybody um, is there a certain Nicaraguan cigar you like? Well, no, just, a guy told me that. I said, well, let's find some Nicaraguans, or here's some Dominicans, and here's, you know, a difference. But for the most part, the blends are from different countries. So you get, it's hard to get a Nicaraguan Puro or a Dominican Puro or a Honduran Puro. So let's talk about what you want. Do you want a, you want a mild cigar? Do you want to smoke for um, 15 minutes or an hour or how far are you going to mow your lawn or are you going to go camping or yeah. and kind of what what they're looking for in a smoke so, no my my buddy and I are going to go fishing we want a couple of good cigars so here's a couple we'll try 
and I usually try to say, and here's another couple to try, try both and see which one you like, and save your band, or take a picture of it. So when you come back in, you can say, I want this kind of kit, here's what it was, instead of, hey, the one I had last was really good, can I get another one of those? I go, well, <laughs> what, you know, what it looked like, was it a dark wrap, or was it a light wrap, or was it a big ring gauge, or small, yeah. or whatever, and, and uh, that way, uh, I, I try to help educate people so they know a little bit more about it, so they think the next time, they have a better sense of what they're looking for. Say, so, you know what, I had this and that kind of really good. Um, I like something a little bit, a little, bit, a little longer smoke. They have it in a bigger size. Yeah, here's a Toro size. Yeah, that's going to last you maybe 45 minutes. Yeah, you know. So I try to, I try to help educate them so they feel more confident about going in because so many people feel overwhelmed and uh, very, uh, you know, very little confidence going in. It's like me going and ordering wine. You know, Luke knows about wine. I'll go well, red. Yeah, <laughs> so I like to educate people so they can say, "Hey, I like those Perdomos are really good, or these Ashtons are taste wonderful, or I've heard that uh, this or that kind are really good." So I'll I'll try to give them what you want, but give them a couple options too to help grow their hobby, so they can buy more cigars and become better customers. And by the way, you're going to need a probably a better cutter going yeah. forward, or a nicer lighter, or here's a humidor to keep at home, or whatever. And and as a retailer, we want to try to encourage people to buy more, obviously. And enhance their experience, enhance their hobby, so it becomes a you know a really rewarding hobby for them. Yeah, awesome, absolutely. Uh, question from a viewer: Do you have discounts for vets? We do. We have discounts for um, for vets and for police and EMS and fire people like that. And, public uh, service, or, or public service, whatever. We give disc- discounts for them. And um, awesome because they have hard jobs and. Um, if they can have a cigar and relax after work or before, uh, we're happy with that. So, yeah, we get a lot of vets and a lot of uh, uh, law enforcement people like that because they do get discounts. Yeah, fantastic. That's outstanding. Yeah. And we've we found that uh, there are a lot of law enforcement that are really mm-hmm. into that are really into fine cigars. You know, from and we've met people who are in who own cigar companies, people who run shops or work at shops part time while they're working law enforcement. Have you seen that too? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, the uh, in Osceola, the chief of police is a customer of mine and uh, he gets usually some cigars at Christmas time from uh, from facilities up there in Osceola as a as a thank you. And um, uh, a lot of the people here who have uh, lockers are are law enforcement people and uh, a lot of times they're not wearing their uniforms. Sometimes they are, but uh, they come in and they really enjoy just a little quiet, uh, peace and quiet uh, from their hectic job. And uh, so you do get a fair share of them. Plus, they tell their friends about it and their buddies about it. And, you know, interesting, I was in Red Wing recently. There was a, a guy I know there, and he's been in the police force for probably 20 years. He said when they first, he first started, they could smoke cigars in the car. They'd ride around and patrol, smoke cigars. Go, sweet! What a neat thing that'd be. He goes, not anymore, but yeah, back in the day they could do that. So, uh, yeah, there's a connection between law enforcement and cigars. I don't know why that ties there, but do we get our fair share in here? Well, I know a, a buddy of mine is uh, um, law enforcement down in uh, South Texas, and he still he he can still smoke in his uh, in his vehicle. So well, in Texas, a lot of stuff goes on, probably. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just how it is. That's Texans for you. That's true. Um, Scott, tell me about some of the brands that, uh, you know, since uh, since this place opened, for example, some of the brands that you find yourself reaching for on a regular basis. 
Well, um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about, I'll back a little bit, because when I opened my shop, I made the mistake of just buying cigars that I liked. So I had a, a humidor full of things that I really liked, and guys come in and say, well, do you have any Maduros? Because I'm a big Maduro guy. I go, um, <laughs> I'm going to get some. Yeah. So I've, I've been able to get a much, much more well-rounded humidor. I've had that people come in and help me out and, uh, and say, get some of this, get some of these. A lot of the reps are very helpful with that. But in here, um, Luke is especially uh, good at uh, seeking out, identifying different cigars that I haven't smoked. And these uh, uh, Placencias and uh, La Polina and mm-hmm. those uh, Southern Draws that are so good and uh, many others that I hadn't really experienced before. Are, they just make some great cigars. They're, they're artists. Yeah. And they spend great. so much time and effort and energy creating really, really good cigars. Um, I just like to try different ones, but I'm, I'm drawn to these southern draws quite a bit, and um, I've smoked my share of them. And um, the Placencias, uh, I've had a couple of those. The Fuego, you've got one. Yeah, the Alma del Fuego. Yeah, uh, what a wonderful cigar. We tried yeah. those. Luke and I tried them out at the cigar convention. They go, hey, try these. I looked at them and go, hmm. I go, wow, this is a really good cigar. Yeah. We sat there and talked to the guy and smoked the whole cigar, and, of course, we ordered about eight boxes of them. Uh, for the shop here, so we're always looking for that, you know, that cigar that's up and coming or that people have asked for, and um, and uh, so I've uh, I've sort of branched out to a few different things because we carry them here that we can't always carry up in our shop up north. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another question is: uh, Do you have events at Sodi's? We do. We about every month we have. An event. In fact, we have a Perdomo event coming up on the 14th of November, which I think is a Thursday night. I don't yeah. have my calendar in front of me. And the uh, the reps come in and they they bring a whole bunch of cigars and they have great sales on them. And there's a lot of giveaways. So if you buy a few cigars, you get your name in a drawing. But they give away humidor's and we give away shirts and hats and all kinds of swag and fun stuff, free cigars, you know, and so on. And they're fun events and. People, you can chance to try different things you haven't tried before. Yeah. And so we've had about four or five events so far, and they're they're just a lot of fun. And um, and that's coming up the 14th. So if you're uh, plugging things, you can plug the uh, Sodi Cigar and Pipe Perdomo event the 14th. Yep. Absolutely. And you can also find out more information about any upcoming events on the website. So uh, yep. check out the website and. Um, uh, and you guys have an, ask, uh, an active uh, Facebook page also. Yeah, we do. And Luke's more the, the Facebook uh, expert than I am. We try to post things on there, at least every couple of days, new things that we're smoking, new things we got in the humidor. Uh, people in here smoking, like when the, the pipe guys are here. This place is just ringed with pipes. And the smell was just unbelievably yeah. wonderful. Oh, my goodness. It was a great smell. So uh, we try to get on Facebook as much as possible and let people know what we're doing and uh, because it's a, it's a. Everyone's on a Facebook, but a lot of people are, yeah. and a lot of cigar mm-hmm. smokers are. In fact, a lot of younger cigar smokers are. We see a lot of uh, young guys enjoying cigars, which is fun to see. Because um, uh, it's some people think that cigars, lots for old, rich guys, you know, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> or whatever. And it's, it's not. It's just so many people love the taste of a great cigar. It's yeah. Just, yep. uh, it's just a, a great thing, and we're, we're happy to be part of it. Yeah, it's really a, a it's a we talk about cigar culture. It's really a great culture, and there are honestly there's people from there's people from literally every walk of life. It doesn't matter where they grew up. It doesn't matter how they grew up. Men, women, whatever it is, they're they're all over the place. You know, people who love this, 
And that's one of the things that we love so much about it is we get a chance to, you know, because in our in our lives, sometimes we get sort of, you know, stuck in this where we always, you know, we, we hang out with the same people. We, we get comfortable and, and maybe a little too comfortable. And coming to a cigar shop like this, you get a chance to sit down and talk to people that maybe you wouldn't have branched out on your own. And that's one of the great things about a place like this. It, it's an it's a excellent statement because we find that in here. And Luke and I have been to many cigar lounges, every place you can imagine, in different states and different countries. And, and we always seek them out and go there. And you walk in and... It's your like part of the group right off the bat. If you're mm-hmm. if you're a, a, a brother of the leaf, you're you're uh, accepted no matter where you are and um, age or gender or political viewpoints. None of that matters. You're just enjoying a good cigar. Yeah. And um, it's uh, no matter where you go, it's 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 great to spend time with cigar people because they speak the cigar language. You talk yeah. about that. What are you smoking? And we're in a lounge in Des Moines once. Look at I and a guy walked in and he just ordered new box cigars and he opened them up. And he, they look just great. I don't remember what they were now. He goes, here, guys, have one. He gave us each a cigar, and we lit them up, and they were really good cigars. And it's just people are, are that way. They just they really enjoy it, and they like talking about it, and, and uh, they're friendly, and it's just a there's a connection between people who smoke cigars that just transcends uh, other things that sometimes separate us in the world that brings us all together. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Scott, thanks so much for uh, you know giving us giving us some space in your shop tonight to uh, you know to showcase everything. And Luke, thank you very much, and uh, we really appreciate uh, you guys letting us come here and do a absolutely. show. Absolutely, happy to have you. Great to have you here, and hope you're enjoying those cigars. Oh, absolutely. oh absolutely, absolutely. All right, thanks right. a lot, fellas. Thank, thank you. you, Scott. So, guys, um, uh, if you ever find yourself in uh, in the Twin Cities area, if you ever find yourself in Western Wisconsin, if you're local. Um, seek this place out. You know, we're going to have, we'll put links up and make sure you guys can find everything out about the shop, but it's really a great little place. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a great place to hang out and smoke with a great selection of, of, uh, really good cigars. Speaking of really good cigars, um, I lit up this warped. <laughs> nope. No, <laughs> no, in a good way though. No, right? in a good way. No, in a good way. He's, he's oh, speed, the, man. That's the the warped sky flower. Yeah, yeah. flower of the valley. Yeah, it's really really good cigar. And so it's, good. It's uh, it's it's a rare release. I think it's only every two years they put those out. But it's a really really good cigar. I want to eat it. Um, so let's take uh, let's take a little shift. Uh, we're going to go to uh, every week. We have a little bit of a useless fact, mm. and uh, this week's is especially useless. Uh, and it just it struck me as funny. So there's there's this uh, in in a lot of different sciences, you know they'll have sort of their own journals, you know that get printed maybe on a quarterly basis or a yearly basis, and you know they're peer reviewed journals. You know the scientists get together and they read each other's work, and some things get published, some things don't. Mm-hmm. And there's this one uh, science journal that's called the Journal of Applied Behavior Analysis. And it's, it's an academic journal for uh, psychologists, and um, it basically talks about, you know, the develop, new developments in discoveries in, in human behavior. And it started back in 1968, and um, a few years after it started, in 1974, there was a paper that actually got published, peer-reviewed and published in this scientific journal, and it was submitted 
with the title, The Unsuccessful Self-Treatment of a Case of Writer's Block. (laughs) So think about that for a second. The Unsuccessful Self-Treatment of a Case of Writer's Block. So do you want to know what that study contained? (laughs) Please say it didn't contain nothing. It was blank. <laughs> it can say it contains zero words. So, and that actually got peer reviewed and published. I don't know if I love it or hate and it. And I know it was just a gag. I know it was just a joke, but I'm sorry. That's did that hilarious. come out on April 1st? Yeah, I hope it did. But <laughs> seriously, it's back in. Oh, so, that uh, is fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's this week's useless fact, which is probably one of the funniest I've seen in a long time. Now, before we move on, yeah. um, I would like to invite Andrew uh, to uh, come on. And uh, not only tell us a little bit about what he's been doing, he has contributed to um, HBTC uh, in the past with some, uh, all the traveling he does and checks out different uh, cigar shops around the country and um, he's written, written uh, a few uh, reviews and so I want to thank you for that and welcome you Andrew. Hey, boys. How's it going? It's good, man. It's awesome. good. It's good to be home for a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you just get yeah. back from? I was in the Netherlands and Germany nice. for about a week. So Deutschland, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of um, lounges over there. Yeah. A lot, a lot of shops, but not a lot of lounges. But uh, it seems in Europe, and it doesn't matter if it's winter. I mean, it was, uh, it was chilly while I was there. Uh, and I managed to procure a couple of cigars and uh it it doesn't matter that they don't have lounges because all of these these european towns especially the ones that uh that i like to visit that have history and and it seems like most most of these towns over there have like a an old city center yeah Mm -hmm. uh and they're all lined with cafes and bars and restaurants and they all have outdoor seating and they all have heaters so i just a week and a half ago was sitting uh in this town in the Netherlands, uh, it was my last night there. Uh, I was by myself. My colleagues were uh, still in Germany. I got to leave early, which was great. <laughs> um, but I sat uh, at this bar, restaurant, whatever you want to call it, uh, in this city center in this town that's been around since the 13th century Jeez. or something like that, uh, and and had my my glass of whiskey and a, and a cigar and just watched the world go by, and it was yeah. wonderful. So. That's, uh, that's what I've been up to lately. Um, yeah, it's 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 nice, but it's cool, nice to man. be home. Yeah. Thanks for the well, invite. Yeah, glad to have you back. Thanks for joining us here at Sodi's and coming out and uh, sharing a little bit. I think we're going to see a uh, a uh, shop review. Yeah, so give us a your, you wrote um, a few months ago. You wrote one of our cigar destination articles about Federal Cigar in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Yes, and give us uh, give us a little sneak preview of uh, the one that you're going to be uh, the one that we're going to be so publishing soon. So the next one uh, is just south of Portsmouth in Boston, um, and I don't want to give too much away, but uh, it's a another old building which which I like. I like yeah. the history aspect. Um, kind of, uh, well, it was a speakeasy, uh, so it was underground. Oh, cool. Uh, so the, the vibe was very interesting. The people were interesting. Uh, I've been there a couple of times now. Uh, and one thing that I noticed was the number of women 
inside mm. smoking. Now, uh, this particular shop also offered hookah, so that may have played a role. Uh, but the cigars were definitely uh, their their focal point. Um, th- there's a giant cigar uh, above the door, protruding into the street. So it's it's very <laughs> very cigar oriented. Yeah. Uh, but uh, very cool place. I definitely go again. And from what I understand, there are a diminishing number of lounges in in Boston. And this one, uh, I just found out. Uh, is good to go for the next like 10 years before they have to reapply awesome. for their their license or whatever because as mentioned before the the fda is kind of cracking down on on mm-hmm. things so yeah um give it a read when it uh, when it hits the website whenever that may be um and if you're ever in boston make sure you check it out there's uh some cool history behind the build, building that i kind of entailed in the uh article nice um yeah it was a, it was a good good little place yeah I'd definitely recommend it uh Next one that I do might be uh, might be in Florida, so we're, we're sticking with the East Coast theme. Um, but I think I think we're gonna move move the furthest south that we can and, and do Florida. Okay. Next. Nice. That's, awesome. that's the plan. Down so. South Florida, Miami. Uh, well, this particular shop has multiple locations. Uh, they're they're only in Florida. I think they have three or four. They might have more. Um, I've only ever visited the one in Orlando. Work, unfortunately, brings me to Orlando quite a bit. I'm going to be there in the next couple of weeks uh, for for about 10 days. So I will uh, be at this particular shop a number of times. Uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, when I'm when I'm down there. So uh, stay tuned for that, I guess. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Well, each week we uh, do a couple segments. And uh, Matt's favorite segment. My favorite segment is... Numero de los muertos. This this week's number, which uh, I told uh, both Matt and Andrew before the show started. Yeah. The number is three. Okay. And um, the other piece of information that I gave them was um, there have only been three people who have died here. Not here at Sodi's. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not here at Sodi's. Um, so, uh, so we need to figure out where here is. We have to figure out where here is. And it, are we talking in all of human history or? Yes. So in, in all of human history, three people have died in this place. Yes. In a, in a certain place. Correct. Is it in the continental United States? It is not. Is it in Europe? It is not. I'm striking out. Is it on planet Earth? It is not. Oh, see, I was just joking with that question, I but know. I just ah. okay. Um, is it the International Space Station? Mm-mm. No. That would have been my guess. I, you got me. I well, mean, you're 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 on the right track. So. Uh, it's not Mars. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's it's not the space shuttle because more than three people have died. Correct. Yeah. In a space yep. shuttle. Yep. Is there another space station? No. Is well, it? there has been. Yeah. So we're on space station two. Um, but Are these three individuals uh, Russian? Yes. Did they die at the same time? Yes. Was it Sputnik? Uh, that was an unmanned satellite oh okay i just like saying sputnik oh absolutely yeah (laughs) i try and use it as often as i can 
<laughs> um, kind of tastes like Sputnik. <laughs> Russian. They all died. They all died at the same time. Mm-hmm. Soyuz space capsule. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't dude. even. I don't even know what that is, dude. I'm a little Seriously. impressed right now. Why? Can you give me a year? Absolutely not. <laughs> In the eighties. Soy there's seventies. The Soyuz space capsule. Yep, in 1971. Was that like the Russians' first? It wasn't their first manned space flight. No. So um, I want to say it was like space flight four or five, and the uh, issue happened when detaching from the first space station that they put out in 1970. Okay. Okay, and when it detached. the ring didn't seal appropriately, and so they basically suffocated oh. to death. What a way to go. Ouch. Um, they are the only three people to have died in space. And so after that, the entire you know, uh, space agency, NASA, and uh, the Russians and everybody agreed that um, from now on, any time that there is going to be re-entry or breaking off from a space station or another um, uh, shuttle, that they need to be wearing a pressurized spacesuit. Wow. So that's why they wear a spacesuit for both leaving the atmosphere and re-entry. Was there anyone still in the space station? So when they detached, was there, were there people left in no. the space? No. So nope. they were utterly alone. Correct. Oh, Sucks. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. You know what's weird is the last time Andrew was on the show, we also talked about Russia. I don't remember. Because I went there. Yeah, because you you were talking about your trip to Russia. That's right. Man. What's it going to be next time? (laughs) I don't know. Something with... uh, Something with Russia and Andrew. That is something I kind of regret. I don't think I had a cigar while I was in Moscow. I was too busy. Colluding. Uh, I wonder. Too busy colluding. I wonder right. if there's any. I wonder if there's a cigar culture in in. Uh, in I Russia. would imagine there is because the. It seemed like my uh, the guy I met uh, that that kind of became a friend of mine who I keep in touch with and I met some of his friends and and we've kept in touch and they live in different parts of the world and I connected with one in London last year. Uh, beside the point, um, he was telling me that. Uh, the, the the overall culture in Moscow has changed pretty dramatically in the last 15 years. Okay. Uh, I, it's not quite what I think most Americans would envision. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it's, it's pretty happening. It's, it's a modern, I mean, it's, it's a modern city. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, it's very, the, the, the things that people do are, are on par with, what people do everywhere else in the world. It's just a Western society. Yeah. I mean, of course they only have like two months of nice weather. Um, so I would imagine there has to be a lounge somewhere, Uh, but I regret not having the time to, uh, kind of explore that. Yeah. Um, because the weather is so cold there, I, I don't know. And I've never been there in the winter. I don't know if they have the, uh, the cafes and, and restaurants in a square with heaters like they do in Netherlands and, and, Paris and you know anywhere else in in yeah. Western Europe, uh, so I would imagine they have lounges. Yeah, um, that'd be uh, something I'll, I'll I'll try to figure out for next time. Can you speak to European cigar culture? No, I I, I can't. I know it's there because every shop, 
there are shops everywhere. Uh, you can go in any city. I was the, the the town I was just talking about was called Amherst Fort, and I think I'm saying that right. Uh, but it's been there for a long time. Uh, it's it's got its old city center. It's got its its history and its and its old culture. But it's also a very modern city. Once you get out of the the old town square, yeah. Um, but even there, in this town that I had never heard of uh, in the Netherlands, um, they had cigar shops. Uh, you know, you pull them up on Google. They're right there. There were two or three or four. Uh, one was a five minute walk from my hotel, and it was in the the older section of town, and they had a big humidor and uh it seemed like most of the the stuff they carried was cuban yeah um it's it's obviously very simple to get over there not like it is here uh so i always try to buy a few um so there's definitely a culture uh and there were a couple of guys sitting outside smoking and i didn't have time at that point to to sit and smoke with them or chat um but there's there's definitely a culture i just can't speak to uh what it's like sure but i'm assuming it, it's got to be close to, to what we've got here where it really doesn't matter where you're coming from or your background or what you believe politically or whatever. Yeah. Uh, everyone gets along. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's kind of been my experience uh, in Europe in general. Um, you know, as long as you're not perpetuating the standard American stereotype, <laughs> <laughs> people generally treat you pretty well. Uh, yeah. In all of my experiences, I've been, gosh, I've spent two or three weeks abroad this year and uh i haven't really felt threatened or unwelcome any anywhere i've been and i've hit i've hit many countries this year it's been a good year for travel for me yeah (laughs) yeah definitely um well let's let's go to notable smokables Mm. notable smokables for the week so interesting fun stuff that we smoked over the last week-ish, it doesn't have to be exact. Stuff that was interesting, whether it was new or old. Um, I'll kick it off with, uh, I revisited a, a early Crowned Heads release, the J.D. Howard. I, I hadn't had one in ages. And uh, uh, smoked one of those. And still, it's, it, that's the cigar that got me uh, interested in that brand, Crowned Heads. So the J.D. Howard, I smoked one of those uh, this a few days ago and loved it. Awesome. I had a T fifty two, ooh, which I absolutely devoured, yeah. and loved. Um, just a great cigar, yeah. Not much more to to say about that, but yeah. Anything? I just smoked one of these bad boys, uh, and I don't even remember the name of the one Garrett has there. It's the Warp. Uh, yeah, that is that's fantastic. Skyflower, yeah, that, dude. The the spice on this thing is just great. It's just right there it's not super spicy strong it is just a constant good spice balanced it yeah. is very balanced yeah be a word i'm a big fan of warped stuff um and another sort of older oldie but a goodie that i revisited was uh the la roma de cuba mi amor mm. i smoked one of those which um a uh, brand that I, uh, for for whatever reason, it's just a brand that I hadn't reached for in a long time, and I grabbed one and smoked it. And well, that was like the number two cigar of the year back in like twenty fourteen yeah. or yeah, and it just it just hit like me like oh my gosh, I forgot how good this this yeah. cigar was. So mm-hmm. I love going back and finding that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else this week, Garrett? That was interesting. I mean, we talked about a short story. I had a short story this week. And, I mean, anything from the Hemingway line is fantastic. Yeah. 
Um, I can't say enough about the Hemingway line. I really can't because they all smoke like they're the same cigar. Yeah. No matter what size it is. And I don't know any other cigar that that has that. And they've had consistency for decades. 30 years. Yeah. I mean, at least yeah. since before you and I were smoking cigars. Yep. So uh, always good. Always good. Anything else, Andrew, that you can that pops into your head? I uh, I bought a house this summer, and uh, I got you know you get those. Did you smoke that? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, we're getting to the cigar. <laughs> yes, okay. we're, we're getting to. Okay. Uh, oh, they. Damn it! The Wild are now tied three to three, oh. and they look so good through they the did. first two periods. Oh, the Nats are up, by the way. Oh, the Nats oh, are up. Nice. Okay. Two two solo shots. Um, anyways, I bought a house, and you know when you when you move somewhere, you get a whole bunch of mailers in, in your mailbox. <laughs> oh, oh and, yeah. And, <laughs> One of them was from Cigars International, and and I have a Cigars International account, uh, but it said for ten dollars uh, we'll send you ten cigars, uh, you know, if you open up for for first time account makers. So I signed my wife up, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got ten cigars, and they've been sitting in my humidor. And I pulled one out earlier this week, and now I can't remember what it was. It was something I never heard of. Uh, which is pointless for this whole <laughs> this whole segment. But, Good story, uh, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look that up and yeah. and let you guys know. But uh, yeah, not a bad deal. I think the point of the story was I signed my wife up for Cigars International. No, that's a great. Story. I love, I that. love it. I, I may or may not have done that on certain online retailers Such before. A good idea. And I'm pretty sure my dog is also. <laughs> I was just going to say, I've got kids. My, yeah, my son, my two-and-a-half-year-old son's probably going to end up with an account <laughs> at some point. Um, uh, the, the last one I had on my list was actually one that you and I, after we were done with the, uh, the ventilation system in the garage, was the yeah. Viaje Scotch Bonnet. Oh, yeah. So that, Yeah, that, I, I, I can't believe I didn't mention Little that. mini perfecto uh, spice bomb. Just really, I mean, the, it lives up to its name. Uh, super spicy in that first third. I mean, like I was gonna say, that almost too much spice. The spice on the the foot was right there. I was like, finally they hit it. Yeah. Uh, the spice did mellow out. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah, I got the same thing. Yep. Definitely. Um, good cigar. Great I, cigar. I'm, I'm not huge on Viaje, but that one I definitely enjoyed. Yep. Um, so, guys, some programming notes. We have some stuff coming up here. Where we're actually, I'm I. I continue to just be baffled and grateful at how many people we've been able to get on the show and and places we've been able to visit but we have more great stuff coming up uh next week uh we're into november uh so november 5th uh next tuesday uh rainier lorenzo from hvc cigars is going to be uh be on the show a week after that on the 12th uh sean williams from cohiba cigars uh the following week on the 19th, uh, Ben Holt from Dissident Cigars. So Dissident was a brand that was around for a short time and fell off the face of the earth. And uh, Ben was uh, uh, in sales with uh, uh, Blackwork Studio and Black Label Trading Company. And um, he actually bought the Dissident brand. It was a brand that had kind of you know, uh, fallen away and he, he bought the brand and resurrected it into something totally his own and brand new and very excited to talk to him about what that process was like for him. 
Uh, and then uh, the week of Thanksgiving, so Tuesday, just a few days before Thanksgiving, uh, we're going to talk to Hector Alfonso Sr. from Espinosa Cigars and the Lozona Cigar Factory in Nicaragua. Great dude, mm-hmm. just um, super wealth of knowledge and a lot of fun to talk to. So we're, we're really excited to have him on. Um, so... Look for those coming up soon on How About That Cigar. Uh, there's, there's, like we said, there's going to be more uh, articles for cigar destinations coming up. Um, we've been, I'll say I've been falling behind on getting reviews published. I have quite a few in the hopper, but my day job's been bonkers lately, so I just haven't had the time. But, but there will be sort of a lightning round of reviews coming up on the site because we want to get as much of those, as many reviews on before the year end comes as we can. Uh, but that's uh, some big stuff coming up. Again, guys, if you are ever in the Twin Cities area, Minneapolis, St. Paul, if you're ever in western Wisconsin, you owe it to yourself to make a trip out to Oak Park Heights to come to Sodi's. If you're in Wisconsin, uh, go find the location in Osceola. Uh, it's, it's a great, uh, great group of people, great shop, great selection. Mm-hmm. So you owe it to yourself to make that trip if you're in this area. Are Absolutely. you obligated to say Oak Park Heights? Oak Park Heights? Well, I, I always say Stillwater, but... Because um, nobody knows if you. I mean, if you live out in like Minnetonka and you say Oak Park Heights, people are gonna be, "Where's that?" <laughs> where in but the they know where Stillwater is. It's yeah. Stillwater's across the street. But so. I, I say Oak Park Heights specifically because Oak Park Heights was very receptive and and to to having them open the shop here, whereas Stillwater wasn't so much. Right. So that's why I'm actually going out of my way to say Oak Park, Oak Park Heights. Heights. Which is right next to Stillwater for which, all of you people yeah. on the west side. Yeah, so which is right next to Stillwater. Um, so, yeah, come come visit the shop. Uh, great location, great selection, great people. And I'm uh, guessing that many of our viewers have uh, spent some time in Oak Park Heights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's also a correctional facility not too oh, far is there? from here. Oh, so. is that, <laughs> that That may or may not be what you meant, but that's... It's crazy. That's, that's where I went with it. So, guys, uh, thanks for watching. Um, be sure to like, share, and subscribe on Facebook. Uh, thanks for checking everything out that we've been doing. Uh, for those of you listening on the audio podcast, as always, we're grateful that you took some time to listen to us. Uh, and and for those of you who were new to the YouTube game, but the YouTube channel is up and running, so thanks for mm-hmm. uh, subscribing on YouTube. Make sure to, you know, uh, as, as my kids always say, smash that like button. Smash or, it. And uh, if you guys have any questions, uh, you can send us an email directly on HowAboutThatCigar.com. And until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care, guys. Thank you.